Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Super Red Friday here on 610 Sports Radio. Bob Fesco, Jay Binkley with you as Josh is headed to the airport to get on the airplane. He's going out to Las Vegas, Nevada for the, uh, I guess there's a golf tournament or something he's covering this weekend, Jay. I'm not sure why, but uh, waste he's management. going out there. Waste management open from uh, from Las Vegas. And so that's where uh, that's where Josh is. He's headed out. Of course, you can hear him on the game broadcast beginning with their pregame show at 2 o'clock uh, here on 610 Sports Radio and our sister station, 10. 065 the wolf have you checked in on ticket prices to this super bowl jay i don't know if uh, if you're in the market of grabbing a ticket to the super bowl but what we're looking at right now from a a ticket standpoint is a ticket an average ticket at $8600 $8600 is the ticket the average ticket price to get into the super bowl slightly above the price for the los angeles super bowl just a couple of years ago it's become an unattainable thing for everybody, right? It's so unattainable. Olivia Munn is not buying the suite now for Christian McCaffrey's mother. Travis Kelsey's mom talked about how she's not going to be sitting, you know, in in the suite uh, because it's too expensive for that as well. And I got some friends that are headed out to to Las Vegas and some that live in Las Vegas that are like, yeah, not going to be buying a ticket to this one at $8,600. And so I came up with kind of a plan to get the average fan into the Super Bowl, because I know it's been a bone of contention for a lot of folks, Jay, that like you get to this point of the game and then only if you're Mr. Moneybags walking around dropping hundreds all over the place, can you afford to get in to one of these games? And so I kind of took a a page from the NCAA. Please don't throw the tomatoes at me right now. I kind of took a page from the NCAA and here's what we're going to do. I think going forward, the stadium that houses the Super Bowl and the NFL should dedicate one section, probably the upper deck, where the ticket prices in that section and that section only are exactly the same as the ticket prices for a normal regular season NFL game in that stadium. And that way you can make at least one big section of those tickets affordable to somebody who just wants the opportunity to go. Now, obviously, there would be a lottery for it, kind of like the NCAA, buy ahead of time. You may not know who's going to be in. But just giving the average fan the chance to get into a lottery to buy a normal price Super Bowl ticket would be a cool thing for the NFL to do. And and the reason I say it's like the NCAA is because when they do the Final Four, they still have a student section where they give students the opportunity to buy like a $3 ticket or whatever it is to get in and be part of that student section for, for it to still be an NCAA type event. And so I think with the, with the NFL growing their revenues everywhere else, I think it's only right to give normal fans like us the opportunity to buy a ticket to the Super Bowl. So you have one section and the ticket prices in that section are the normal prices for a normal game in, in, in the regular season for, for fans to attend the Super Bowl. I like that idea a lot. Thank because you. That, what's what the NFL's about? Getting the, the fans at the game yeah. instead of a corporate event, but that's clearly what it is. It's different. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just different now. It, it completely is. But I wonder what the Chiefs fans 
perspective, because I know a lot of them last year, they did everything and anything possible to get into that game to, against the Eagles. Yeah. And did they overexpend themselves last year and say, okay, they're taking this year off. But where do fans look at it and say, all right, it's been four out of five. There's a chance, you know, Mahomes goes to three or four more of these. Right. And then you wait and you save up your money and you go to the next one. Because you never know. You never mm-hmm. know what's going to be your last time. Obviously, we talked about some of these teams that made the Super Bowl and they're not making it again. Right. But there's no guarantee you that the Bengals are going to be in it again. No guarantee that the Rams are going to be in it again. Mm-hmm. The Broncos, that win it in 2015, they ain't even been the playoffs since 2015. There's no guarantee you're going to be back. But the Chiefs fans... Have they already gone down there when they when they played the uh, 49ers the first time? Right. Was that some once a bucket list item, once in a lifetime thing to make it down there? Because mm-hmm. people went down there like crazy. You had that watch party there in Miami. Yeah. People like Neil it drove down to Miami yeah. just for that, just to be part of the experience. Talk to somebody here today that's going to Las Vegas just to be part of the experience. So people are doing that mm-hmm. from Kansas City, but we wonder about the booze and everything on opening nights because San Francisco has found their way. A lot of times they found their way more into the game. The Chiefs fans just not as excited this time or not. They still think they're going to be part of the atmosphere in the festivities. But I'm with you because this is what football is about, right. is the fans being at the game, not all corporate non-clappers. Well, and, and, and this is how the NFL became America's pastime and America's sport and why it's still the, the most popular sport in the United States is because it has always been accessible to the fan, right? We talk about, you know, people are upset about the streaming and whatnot and, 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 and the NFL, but all of the games in your local market are still on free TV. Like, you do not have to pay once you purchase your TV to be an NFL fan in your home market. If you live in Kansas City, you can consume every Chiefs game free of charge. And 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 that's why the NFL is king. Because you look at baseball, you look at basketball, you look at hockey, you look at the college sports. All of them, you need a paid-for TV subscription to be able to watch those games. The NFL is the only one that is offered on all free TV. And when it's not on free TV, they get a local affiliate to pick it up. And they still provide it free in those local markets. And so being a Kansas City Chiefs fan in Kansas City, you essentially can be a fan for free. You can listen on the radio for free all the time, and you can watch for free all the time. And I think that's why the NFL is where it is right now, because they've been giving that product to the fans. And I understand things change over time, but you don't want to become King Midas. Do you remember King Midas back in the day? He was the one doing the the, the muffler changes, and then everything he touched turned to mufflers, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, he had the, the Midas touch, and you know all his friends are now mufflers, and you're like, you can't do that in the NFL. You don't want to get to the point where you have that Midas touch and then all of a sudden, you know, there, there's nothing left and there's no fans because you've you've chased them all away. And so I think by having a section of the Super Bowl that is normal price tickets is, a, is the idea that I came up with. But somebody on the text line took it one step further and said they would have to make these tickets non-resellable. Otherwise, they would still resell at outrageous prices. And I like the way you're thinking. And the NFL could do that. The only way you can get into that game is if it's you that purchased that ticket and you don't get it delivered until game day. And then that way you don't really have the ability or the time to go out there and, and kind of resell that ticket. So maybe there's a way that they can do it with all the technology that we have non transferable. Yeah. And a non-transferable ticket. Yeah. With all the technology that we have today, there's probably a way that you can come up and do something like that. But I, I do like the way that the six, six Oh pointed that out, make it a ticket that you can't sell on the open market. And if you can do that, you can get more people into the game because it has gotten to that point where you got to take out a third mortgage. You got to call Golden Oak to get a ticket. Or, you know, like they'll help you with your mortgage and refinance to get tickets to the Super Bowl. I mean, people do that kind of stuff, and you shouldn't have to do that kind of stuff to go to a sporting event. That's now, what Eagles fans are doing. That uh, time, Andy Reid was head coach down there, taking out second mortgages on their house to get down to the Super Bowl because it had been so long. Right? And they didn't know if they'd be there again. Of course, they did. And they went down with Doug Peterson. What? But that's what people are doing just to get into the game. Yeah, no question. 610 Sports Radio, KCSP Kansas City, WDAF HD2 Liberty, and Odyssey Station. Big game coverage brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union is proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card at chiefschecking.com. And every year, much like the Swallows returning to Capistrano, Jay, we have the conversation of... Super Bowl Monday, and should the Monday after 
the Super Bowl be considered a national holiday. And it's interesting to me because the NFL has played on a Sunday for 18 weeks of the regular season, and nobody ever says the Monday after week two needs to be declared a national holiday. But I've been to Chiefs games. I see how people party at these games. There's going to be no different partying at those games than partying on Super Bowl Sunday. The simple fix is this. Move the game to Saturday night. Now, for whatever reason, the NFL has been beholden to Sunday night. They feel that's a better TV audience. But we're talking about the Super Bowl here, right? You could televise the Super Bowl Tuesday at 2, and people are going to gather around the TV because it has become a cultural event in the United States of America. It's not just a football game. You got the Taylor Swift fans this year. You got the commercial lovers, the halftime lovers, all of these folks that love being part of the cultural phenomenon that is the Super Bowl. So you could play at any time, and you're still going to get an amazing TV audience. But I think in a couple of years, Jay, we're not going to be complaining about having to go to work the day after the Super Bowl because what's going to happen is this. They're going to add that 18th regular season game, right? It's going to push everything back a week. Well, what's a week from Monday? President's Day. And I think in a couple of years, Super Bowl Sunday will align up with President's Day Monday and we'll all have that Monday off after the Super Bowl. And I think that's kind of a cool way. I'd still love it to be on Saturday night. I know I'm never going to get that wish and that dream, but the next best thing now is to add that 18th game, push everything back a week, and then we have President's Day and the NFL can go, see, we already got a national holiday. We're going to play the Super Bowl the Sunday before President's Day. Everybody's off on Monday. Well, it's become such a big gathering thing in this country. You know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, people get together for Super Bowl Sunday. They just do. Yeah, it's just just fact. They do it. They watch it in record numbers. The most watched event ever was last year, Chiefs and Eagles game. That means people were there consuming the game. And this is going to be even bigger than that. I've heard heard the argument. I heard this debated the other day on one of those national shows. They were talking about this and how football always belongs on Sunday. Like it belongs on Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday has its thing. It's it's Super Bowl Sunday and you look forward to it. But you start not dreading work the next day. You start, you know, if the Chiefs aren't eight, you start worrying about, all right, time to sober up. I got to go to work the next day. Right. Why can't you move it to Saturday? We've seen like Thursday night games, the opening game. Now they're going to do a game in Friday in Brazil next year. Yeah, which is that's the NFL little, yeah. played a host of Saturday night games this year. The in the playoffs, playoffs yeah, or Saturday night, or even before the playoffs began. Once college football stopped, the NFL started having the third the Saturday slate. Right. So it's not like they haven't done it. Right. So to hear this argument, well, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Well, right. we moved other games to other days: Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Why not the biggest game of the year that clearly could be on a different day? Right, and and it could be on a Saturday. I just I just don't see the NFL moving this game to a Saturday, even though 55 million people are watching you know, playoff games on a Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening. I just feel like Super Bowl Sunday is their deal, and, and potentially adding that 18th game will give us that kind of freedom to have that Monday off you know, after President's Day. And as somebody texted, not many people are off President's Day. Not everything works for everybody. I hate to break it to you. I, I, I hate to break it to you. I know it's 2024, and we're supposed to, everything's supposed to be good for everybody, but sometimes it just doesn't work like that. Most people are off on President's Day. It is a national holiday. Most people are off that day, and that's the closest we can get. Do you really think if they declared Super Bowl Monday a national holiday, you'd be off? If you're not off on President's no. Day, chances are you're probably chances not going to have that Super Bowl Monday off either, right? No, it's, I, I have no problem with it because you've moved it in the past. And for years, people didn't like baseball changes. Yeah. They didn't like any of these new rules in baseball, putting a runner on second and everything else in extra innings. Didn't like it. Didn't like the extra playoff team, but then they accepted it. Then it just became, okay, it's, it's right. what it is. The NFL expands playoffs again. Okay, then you deal with it and you play games. It's not like it's unprecedented they haven't done it so they could easily move it to Saturday. Yeah, they, they could. They absolutely could. But it comes up every year. It's, it's, it's a topic everybody seemingly talks about. But at the end of the day, Super Bowl Sunday is the traditional Super Bowl Sunday. And that's why you just add an extra game to the regular season. Give us more regular season football, which I'm, I'm good with. I love the NFL. I'll take another week of games. You'll take another week of games. Nathan, you'll take another week of games. We'll all take another week of games, right? and then have that Super Bowl on Sunday and then President's Day off the next day. I think it works out great for everybody uh, involved. Don't forget Jefferson's, man, 15% off online orders for carryout and delivery with promo code 610 sports limit one per customer on a $40 minimum order over at Jefferson's coming up here on 610 sports radio is COVID part two coming and we can embrace the hate. We'll explain both next. You ready? Three, two, 
one, go! Welcome to the Red Kingdom. Yeah. Red Kingdom. Welcome to the Red Kingdom. Yeah. Red Kingdom. Welcome to the place where we run it. Place really haunted by number 58 is DT the Great, and we've run it. Hey. All right, back at it on a super red Friday here on 610 Sports Radio. Josh on his way to Las Vegas today. Jay Binkley alongside filling in for Josh today as well. Don't forget, big game coverage brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union is proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card at ChiefsCheckings.com. Um, coming up in about one hour from now, we'll head to Las Vegas and check in with Cody and Gold for our roundtable. They will be our guests today, live from Radio Row out uh, in Las Vegas. I always love these comparisons from years to year. I don't know if you saw years and years ago, they used to do the Kennedy-Lincoln comparisons, like Lincoln was you know, driving a Kennedy-made hearse, Kennedy was riding in a Lincoln, all those kinds of stuff You know, that kind of linked those two things together. I think they're very funny to look at. This one is not really funny to look at it's actually pretty like oh god this better not happen but when you look at what was going on in 2020 at this time versus right now at this time it's eerily similar Chiefs and 49ers in Super Bowl Lamar Jackson MVP Ravens winning the North Texans winning the South with 10 wins Chiefs win the West Chargers last in the West Washington last in the NFC East with 13 losses Panthers last in the NFC South 49ers win the West Cardinals last in the NFC West Chiefs are the home team 49ers are the one seed Billy Eilish had song of the year the list goes on and on and on of all the similarities that are going on in pop culture in the world today as they were going on in 2020. They even have Joel Embiid has surgery. Well, Joel Embiid just had surgery on this list. The winner of the Citrus Bowl scored 35 points. The winner of the Citrus Bowl this year scored 35 points. Panthers fired Ron Rivera after a loss. Commandos fired Ron Rivera after a loss. All of this stuff is crazy similar. And then at the end, it says COVID starts in March, COVID part two in March. God, I hope not. I don't think anybody's going to allow that kind of stuff to happen again. But uh, here we sit with all of these crazy Jay similarities of what was going on just four years ago, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it was eerie looking at all that list of all the, right? <laughs> all the similarities. You, you just hope, you just hope you, you don't want the repeat of what happened. <laughs> it changed uh, everything forever. Right. Yeah. You don't want, you don't want that. Cause it did, man. After the chiefs beat the uh, Niners, it's like the world stopped. The world shut down. Couldn't no none of the fans could go to training camp. It was really bizarre. Not Nobody could fans. go to games. You couldn't no, even leave your really, house. It was extremely. Jay weird. goes right to fans couldn't go to training camp during COVID. Like that's the first thing that stood out. No, I'm standing there's like, a lot of things people that stood couldn't out. go to school. And Jay's like, I, I, I couldn't get go it. to training camp. I get it. But <laughs> as far as the NFL is concerned, that was that was really weird. <laughs> It was because they couldn't go celebrate the uh, Super Bowl win. <laughs> I don't know. This COVID really shut down training camp. I don't know about you guys. What'd you miss from that year? <laughs> Everything. True. <laughs> well, I mean, no fans in stadiums. That was just. I mean, that was just bizarre. That I don't was care how far away we get from COVID. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so stupid. Um, and then we look back on that and we're like, oh my god, we 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 couldn't do anything. But I mean, looking at that list, it's it's really eerily similar. How how we're far away from 2020, right? But how much of that stuff is still so similar to what's going on in professional sports and entertainment uh, entertainment today? So hopefully, uh, that's the last similarity that we see uh, in all this. I remember when the Chiefs won that Super Bowl and then they said boy if San Francisco won they would have spread COVID all over the yeah, place really, as sure yeah. as we know everybody spread it back then yeah, so and it's probably knows. still going around today so you got to get uh, you got to get out of that mindset coming up in a couple of minutes when you hear this sounder it's another best go bowling Friday we're going to give you the opportunity to go foaling. Just be caller 15 at 913-586-7610, and you will have an opportunity to go foaling, courtesy of us here at 610 Sports Radio. Of course, foaling is located at 435 in State Line, and it is the best time you're ever going to have. You're throwing footballs at bowling pins bag style, trying to knock them down. It's great for dates. It's great for parties. It's great for everybody. Go check them out, 435 in State Line, at Foaling KC on social media. Are you ready for the Chiefs? 
Chiefs to be the villain in all of this, Jay? Are you ready for the Chiefs to be the villain in all of this? 100% so, because it's yeah. uh, it's been all year. It's been all year, I don't know huh? if you were, Yeah, I think so. Really? Oh, I think so. Oh. I think Chiefs fatigue has hit the National Football League even before this year began. Okay. The anybody but the Chiefs mentality. Right. People didn't like that, right? I think they find every little thing not to like about this team. They probably were wanting to complain last night that the Chiefs were going to win all those awards, but they didn't win anything or were up for any awards. Right. Weren't up for anything either. And then the officiating and you name it, everything is, is – the Chiefs have got to where the Patriots are. Uh, yeah, I think they have. But the difference to me, and and I know we live here in Kansas City, so we probably see it differently. But the, the but the way that I see it right now with the Chiefs is that they're too nice and too likable to be hated. They can be the villain, and you cannot like the fact that they're winning. But there's nobody on this team that you look at and go, I hate him like Bill Belichick, or I hate him like Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes is lovable. Travis Kelsey is clearly lovable. Andy Reid, as we know, is very lovable in all this. They don't have that one individual that you hate, but people seemingly hate success, whether it's somebody making a lot of money or whether it's a team doing well, we seemingly hate that success unless it directly affects us. Yeah, but they, they, they'll find a way. And with Mahomes, it's about, you know, crying at the officials or whatever. And it just becomes a story of itself, even though quarterbacks do this stuff all the time. Brady I just, made a living doing it. I even saw your comeback player of the year last year or last night. Joe Flacco yelled at his receivers during a Browns game and like berated him right there on the field. I mean, it happens everywhere, but it's magnified with the Chiefs or a bad call goes the Chiefs uh, way. Becomes a big story when a call goes against the Chiefs does not become a big story. I think the Chiefs have already become the villains, though. I think they started the season like that they they get a nice dose of it with the booze yeah in uh in vegas but i think they've embraced it i think there's one team that loves the chip on their shoulder it's this team because mm-hmm. they remember and they like to let you know afterwards because they'll they keep receipts yeah and you know it started last year a lot with the jubaroni and the mayor and stuff like that of cincinnati but yeah i think a lot of teams uh don't want to see the chiefs have success and it's driving crazy that they're in the Super Bowl. Oh, it's driving everybody. I was crazy. listening to uh, the Ben Meller show on mm-hmm. the on the way in here, and uh, um, Eddie that does their uh, sports updates, right, was talking about. Ben asked him if he's going to watch the game, or what he's doing for the game, and Eddie's going to watch it, but he says his wife's not going to watch it because she hates the Kansas City Chiefs. Why does she hate the Kansas City Chiefs? Right. But well, she she's does. a Charger season ticket holder. His wife. Oh, is. really? Oh, Eddie's, yeah, big Charger fan. Eddie, the only one out there. But it's funny because. You know, there's built-in hate for the Chiefs from from her. Right. right. It's like, what the hell? I mean, you're still going to watch it anyway because the Chiefs have crossed that boundary. Whether you either like them to win or you want to see them lose. Sure. Like, that's why there must see TV because people do tune in to watch them lose All right, and so hope that they lose. That, and, and that's a good thing. And I, and I love the fact that we're looked at as the villain. Here's what Patrick Mahomes said about that. I just like winning. If, if you win a lot and, and that causes you to be a villain, then I'm, I'm okay with it. But at the end of the day, I'm going to enjoy playing the game and try to win as much as possible. So there's Mahomes. He doesn't care that he's the villain. He doesn't care that this team is looked at uh, you know, in, in, a, in a villain type of way. I think ultimately, though, it's not that you, you hate the Kansas City Chiefs. It's that you're just mad that your team can't have that success take it from a charger fan perspective right they've had no success for the most part in their franchise's history and you're watching every year when you're supposed to have this all-world quarterback in Shane Falco out there in San Diego doing his thing you're supposed to have this all-world quarterback and you just keep getting your ass kicked and your ass kicked and your ass kicked and you're not making any improvements going forward now maybe Jim Harbaugh makes a difference I don't know we'll have to ultimately see about that but I, I, I think deep down it's not a hatred for the Chiefs it's a disappointment in your own team for not being competitive and not being there and not being a team that you can truly find love and joy and rooting for. And that's ultimately what it is. There's not one football fan out there today of another team that doesn't wish the Chiefs were their team. And that's what it ultimately boils down to, Jay. You wish they were yours. Oh, yeah, they do. And they look at the you know the market and say, hey, man, the way the NFL set up, you can win in a market. Right. You can win. It doesn't matter where you're at. If you're in Green Bay and Kansas City, it doesn't matter. You know, Mahomes really seems to embrace it. I mean, there was kind of this in with Kelsey when they were like loving the booze because mm-hmm. they loved it. Even Mahomes, you know, that night. You love said, your booze too, don't you? Yeah, I love it. He says, I can be that villain for them if they need me to be. Yeah. See, I like that. That means and I've heard, you know, some some of the former players talk about that NFL Network saying that quote right there. This is what motivates them. Mm-hmm. I can be that villain for them if they need me to be right. Meaning, OK, I hear you now. 
Mm-hmm. I hear you now. It's almost like, okay, we hear your booze now on opening night. We hear them. We're going to make you cry on Sunday. Right. Like, laugh now. Have your little fun. We're going to make you cry. And you're going to go to work Monday going, oh, my God, the Chiefs did it again. Right. Chiefs Super Bowl champions Chiefs again. Chiefs are supposed to be. They ain't supposed to be in the Super Bowl. Right. They were going to beat me because they had to, oh, go on the road and play Buffalo and Baltimore. Right. Top two teams in the AFC. Boom, boom, they beat them. And Mahomes has one of the best road records in the history of the yeah, NFL, he's, he's too, which nobody road. was talking about, yeah, right? No one was talking about it. He's better on the road than he is at home right. in his career. And no one talked about it. The defense, the fact that, you know, it's at Andy Reid, it's Mahomes, it's great defense. It doesn't matter where they're playing. It literally does not matter where they're playing. No, it doesn't. But I think that they they understand it. They got a dose of it there with the Niners fans. Obviously, there's a lot of Raiders fans booing them there, too. But mm-hmm. I think deep down, there's a lot of people that, that do, like, enjoy watching the Chiefs. But I think you get to that point where you enjoy watching them lose. Like, I used to like New England losing. Sure, absolutely. It didn't happen very often, but, right. but you tuned in to see if they would get beat. Right, and, and and this team has everything that the Patriots did. Hall of Fame coach, Hall of Fame quarterback, Hall of Fame tight end, and superstar involved. You know, they had Giselle involved in New England and John Bon Jovi. Here we have, obviously, Taylor Swift, the biggest entertainment star of all time. We have Tech 9 involved here. A lot of people locally, you know, obviously nationally know who Tech 9, and clearly everybody knows who Taylor Swift is. I mean, so, like, we've got kind of that same thing. And and it's funny how when when Patrick Mahomes and company stepped on the scene six years ago and lost to the Patriots in that AFC championship game, everybody was rooting for the Chiefs, right? Everybody was rooting for the Chiefs. Then they got really good. I wonder what percentage of people that were rooting for the Chiefs for the first couple of years of this Mahomes era are now rooting against the Chiefs and going, all right, enough of this. I'm tired of it. I wonder how that pendulum has swung. It's right? like 2014. Everybody loved the level of Royals. Yeah. And by 15, they're all wanting to fight them and fan bases were booing. Right. They get tired of them. That's a good thing, though. They get tired. It is a good thing. It's a great thing yeah. if people don't like you. But the Chiefs, I started to notice this last year during the draft. Mm-hmm. Because fans are really upset that the Chiefs turned it into, you know, talking about the Super Bowl trophies and all that. They turned, they didn't like the fact they became an infomercial for Kansas City. Well, that's what the draft is, though. It's like tough. Kansas City's the only team that just won a Super Bowl. It's hosting a draft. Right, yeah. Get used to it because this would happen in Cincinnati. This would happen in Buffalo. This would happen in Green Bay. This would happen in Detroit. Right. Detroit's going to probably celebrate the great season they had. That they should. When they have the draft in Detroit this year. They're probably going to do it. Right. But I, I started noticing it then. I really started noticing it then because Kansas City's getting all these great events. They're getting the draft, just won the Super Bowl, and the jealousy began. Yeah. And I think it's kind of perpetuated since the draft. Uh, it has. And, and and the one thing I, I will say about this, when the Chiefs win on Sunday night, there's going to be a lot of hate thrown at us, right? There's going to be a lot of people that are ticked off that the Chiefs mm-hmm. won. Here's what I'm asking. We want to be hated. We want to be the villain. That's a good thing for a sports team, right? But from a fan standpoint, can you not fight back on Twitter when somebody says something dumb? Can you let Stephen A. Smith and others show their ass when they make dumb comments? Like, if people want to hate on the Chiefs, let them hate on the Chiefs. At the end of the day, the team that is hated the most is the team that is the most successful. And that's where we are right now. So the more people that boo, the more people that hate, the more people that talk trash the better it is for us. That means we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, and that's making everybody in Kansas City and everybody in Chiefs Kingdom extremely happy because the more they hate us, the more they wish they were us, and the better we're doing. No no question about it. And you look at the AFC West, the money they spent last year and going through coaches left and right within Denver, what's going on. Uh, the Chargers, you know, new coach as well this year. And they, after all these teams spent all that money, Bringing in Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson and Devontae well, Adams. You did it the Chandler. wrong way. The Chiefs don't go out and spend money, Jay. They draft no, they, well. They, they, it drives them nuts. It, it's not – people are starting to understand it's not just Mahomes and Reed. Right. It's the organization. It's the organization. And Brett Veach is going to get a lot of credit, too. It's it's finding a way to be good each and every year. Yeah. And it's driving people nuts because they may have their flash in the pan here. Right. And then they go right back to relevancy. Exactly. Right. And they get good and then they go right back. Right. But, but the Chiefs have stayed. It and stayed. it drives them nuts they don't have a home. And, 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 and it stayed and Mahomes didn't have his Mahomes type year from an offensive standpoint. And people are now realizing, holy crap, this team is here to stay because they've got the youngest defense in the NFL right now and arguably the best defense in the NFL. It's another best go bowling Friday. Hey. <laughs> Nice. All right, caller 15-913-586-7610 is going to win the Foling from here uh, from Foling and us here at 610 Sports Radio. Another comment that I saw yesterday that I found to be absolutely 100% dead on true was actually from MVS, Jay. MVS, Maurice Valdez-Scantling, <laughs> right? 
Here's what he said yesterday. He was talking about the quarterbacks that he's had the opportunity to play with. And if you're MVS, you went from Aaron Rodgers to, to Patrick Mahomes, a huge upgrade, right? And he said this, I've played with the two best quarterbacks to ever play this game, especially when it comes to arm talent. Obviously, Brady has all the stats, but I think Pat's getting pretty close to breaking some of those. But when it comes to arm talent between Aaron and Pat, they're equal. So having those two guys being my quarterback for my career has been nothing but life-changing. I'm grateful for both of those guys. I've got great friendships with both those guys. I hope I can finish my career with Pat. So those are the comments from MVS talking about, you know, the quarterbacks that he's had the opportunity to play with. And I read those comments yesterday, and I'm like, I don't think anybody's going to argue that at all for what MVS had to say, Jay. I don't think anybody is going to argue those comments because Aaron Rodgers has a bleep ton of talent, right? He's not necessarily a winner. He's only got the one Super Bowl. You're not a winner in the NFL anymore if you only have one championship, right? He's not really a good leader either. That jet mess that's going on right now is absolutely a jet mess. It's perfect for that organization. Tom Brady is talented, but he probably knows how to win better than anyone currently in sports history, right? I don't know that there's a better winner out there. You got Brady, you got Jordan, you got Jeter, you got Mahomes. That's kind of your Rushmore of, in my opinion anyway, of athletes that know how to win. Jeter, Brady, Mahomes, Jordan. Not necessarily in that order. And then you've got Patrick Mahomes. He has all the talent and the know-how of how to win games. Right now, in my opinion, Patrick Mahomes is the deadliest quarterback this league has ever seen because he combines the skill and the ability with the with the the know-how of winning. And there aren't many, if any, that have had the talent plus the winning that Patrick Mahomes has, which to me makes him the deadliest quarterback to have ever played this game. Tom Brady will tell you and has said he doesn't have the talent that Patrick Mahomes has, but had the ability to win. Aaron Rodgers got a lot of talent, no ability to win. Patrick Mahomes has taken the best from Aaron Rodgers and the best from Tom Brady and combined them into what he is, and that is the deadliest quarterback in NFL history. And made it to a Super Bowl with the most drops in the NFL. And did that so too, they, weren't, yeah. they weren't helping him out. Right. They weren't helping him out. It would have been much different. Can you imagine him with the number, a true number one and number two? Like, can you? I'm going to tell you, go get T. Higgins and Mike Evans this offseason. Well, let's just, go. Just even if you had the Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. I mean, just just think if, there's, if he had those kind of weapons, how much better he'd be. Right. So the fact that he's in the Super Bowl to what he has means he's making the most of what he has. But he's so cerebral when it comes to football. Mm-hmm. He knows that when he joined Eli Manning, the Manning cast earlier, Peyton and Eli, and like, all right, what would you run here, Mahomes? Mm-hmm. And he, like, nailed it. Right. He, like, nailed it what teams are going to do. He just understands football. That photographic memory comes in. But he just understands he'd be a great coach. But oftentimes we don't see the great players, you know, become coaches. But he could be. I mean, he's got that acumen where he understands it. We always look at Peyton Manning and think about how much he knows the game and how much he knows football. Right. So is Mahomes, man. So is Mahomes, and that's the one thing about it. he's like a coach on the field. Right. And that's what's so tough because Andy Reid is so good. We know how good he is. But between those lines, it's Mahomes. It's Mahomes. And they know they have to outsmart him, and he's been outsmarting them. Yeah, from the text line, the 913, and I love your text so much, I want to give you a big kiss for it. Not the villain, the anti-hero. Well played, well done, phenomenal by you. Tip of the cap, take the rest of the day off. A lot of people are also saying don't forget about Tiger Woods on the text line. No question. I was talking team sport guys. You know, they, they know how to win teams. So I should have been more specific on that. That's on me. But yeah, you you can factor in Tiger Woods to that as well. But no, Mahomes, is, he is the deadliest quarterback that has ever played this game because he's he is like literally, Jay, the perfect combination. I don't know what his weakness is. I don't know that he'll ever show a weakness. Every other person who has played this game has shown some sort of weakness. Like they're trying to make Mahomes' running style become a weakness. And he had to address that. He go, they go, you don't really run all that great. He goes, have I ever been caught? And that's the other thing. Have you ever seen Patrick Mahomes caught when he's running the football? He may run the football smarter and better than anyone I've ever seen. And he learned that from Alex Smith. That 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 is Alex Smith right there. In Patrick Mahomes, you need six, he gets seven, he goes out of bounds, he doesn't take a hit. You need eight, he gets nine, he slides, he doesn't take a hit. Like, when Patrick Mahomes runs, not only is his arm deadly, his legs are deadly because all of his runs stab you in the heart, he twists, and then your blood falls out. 
He keeps defensive coordinators up at night because of what he does when you think he got him stopped. Yeah. And Wink Martindale, we joke about him, but he's going to Michigan as D coordinator. He had Fitz trying to stop Mahomes in Baltimore. Yeah. Like Fitz. Because you think you have the right scheme. How many people think they have the right scheme to stop him, but then he just goes off the script yeah. and does something else? His runs or are Kelsey definitely. runs a different route than, than he's supposed to or whatever. Then what do you do? Right. Because they're not doing the things that they should be, quote, doing that you think they're going to be doing. And that drives them nuts. That's why he's the killer in the NFL. I told people years ago this when, when Patrick Mahomes was really getting started. I go, do yourself a favor. Pretend you're a fan of the other team that he's playing against and watch the game with the eyes of being the opposing team and you will have your soul crushed. You will have it crumbled up and you will have it thrown away. It's like what That's what Patrick to do Mahomes does I, as great as he is throwing the football. I still think those runs where it looks like the play is broken down and nothing's there and it's third and seven. And there goes Patrick Mahomes running around getting eight yards, going out of bounds, first down, move the chains. There is nothing in my opinion, more deadly for a fan. Like you've seen that before you've got third and seven, you're cheering defense, defense. And then Elway goes up the middle for eight and gets that first down and that whole crowd deflates, right? We've all been there. You used to date a girl to get season tickets. So you were there when Elway was doing those type of things. Like, We've all been there and had our souls ripped out. That's what Mahomes has been doing to everybody for the last six and seven years. He's just ripping souls out of their bodies. Just when you think you have them stopped, you don't. And the question, too, is how many quarterbacks right now in the NFL would take the Chiefs to the Super Bowl? This year? Yes, this this, this team. Just the one we got? Yeah. Because the the whole Kelsey thing in Mahomes is a connection where he just understands he's in trouble and just goes. It's just different. It would be different with a different quarterback. Right. Right. But, yeah, which which other quarterbacks would have the patience to deal with what they have now? Yeah, I don't know. Not I mean, even vintage Tom Brady, who could take this team with this skill position players and go to a Super Bowl? Yeah, I'm not sure they're making the playoffs with a different quarterback in the league this year. Yeah, and he look, he wasn't great this year to his standards. Oh. He had things he needed to work on, but you know what he did? He worked on them and changed his game once the playoffs came around. They right? found a way to win. I just wonder how many quarterbacks could have actually – He might, he's the only one, I think, in the NFL that would have taken this team – to the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers would have complained. But no, even even earlier in the season, there were multiple games that required a drive late. I think about that New York Jets game that required a, a, a real gutsy yeah. figure out a way to win drive at the end of the game. Even though they were sloppy, he figured out a way to, to compile a few wins early in the season. Yeah, I'm not sure anybody else in the league even makes it to the playoffs with this. Team. Yeah, you're right about that Jets drive. That was a seven and a half minute drive. Seven minutes and 24 seconds, I think, to be exact. <laughs> not that I was keeping track, but... He went on a he went on a drive like that to seal the game and then slid at the end. They would have blown the Jets out had he taken the touchdown there at that point in time. So yeah, you're right about that. He knows how to finish games. He knows how to start games. He knows how to play in the middle of games. He knows how to adjust. Like he knows the clock. I just don't know if we still appreciate what in the f we're watching right now, guys. I'm just I I, I go back. This both. may be the greatest it, thing we've ever seen in sports. I just go back to his rookie year. And the fact that they had that talent on the practice field every day. Yeah. The fact that they did go with Alex Smith. I thought at halftime they might go to Mahomes in that Titans game. You know, yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, kind of like, sure. you know, yeah, you with, inspect with, them with, both. With Saban going to Tua at halftime yeah. over Jalen Hurts. Right. But you think about that. All that talent, Derek Johnson, all those guys talk about it. Because they saw it every day in practice. What Brett Veach was going back to the dorm and watching film from Mahomes in training camp. You yeah. Know, and what he was doing. To have that kind of talent and all of a sudden be MVP and throw over 50 touchdowns the next year. You tell me he wasn't good enough the year before. Well, he had to learn. He was learning, processing, processing right. the information. But that had to have been tough to watch that kind of talent each day destroy your defense Yeah, it, as well, your backup quarterback. But you also looked at that defense back then, and that was a very destroyable defense. <laughs> but that, that would just be hard to go there and watch that every day. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because by midseason, be. he was probably ready to go. Yeah, it probably was, but they did the right they thing. They did the they right thing did in the, the process, right thing. and they waited and were patient with it. But that had been really tough, seeing that kind of player do those kind of things and not play him. Yeah, so anyway, a lot of people in the text letter saying Mahomes is exactly what Elway did to us for years. I disagree. He's better than John Elway. He is better than what John Elway was able to do. He's already got more titles than John Elway. Well, he will after this weekend. Uh, but he's, tied he, with him, he, he, he's, he's better than John Elway. He is. And, and John Elway was something special, right? Mahomes is better. Mahomes is so deadly, and he's ours. That's why he's better than John Elway. But John Elway, Hall of Famer, there's no question. I mean, I, I love the fact that we're starting to get those kind of comparisons and remembering how John Elway, you know, crushed our souls from time to time. 
But you look at Patrick Mahomes, and that's what he's doing. He's crushing everybody and destroying hopes and dreams of other teams, right? Grim Reaper. Grim Reaper. No, he really is. Just so this weekend, just do yourself a favor. It's third and seven. Patrick's got the ball. He's in that pistol formation. He's looking left. He's looking right. Rashi Rice is covered. Travis is covered. Pacheco's in the block. Nobody's open. The entire middle of the field starts to spread a little bit, and boom, Mahomes goes for eight yards and picks up the first down. Think about if you were a 49er fan, how much that would destroy your mind, body, and soul. Oh, it's going to be glorious when he steps on their throats. Coming up here on 610 Sports Radio, you're going to have the opportunity to win a large specialty pizza from the other place. And Bink is pissed. We'll tell you why next. I love watching the ladies at the Senior Citizen Home in Sedalia doing the swag surf thing going on. I think that's one of the best things of all time, man. Everybody's getting into what's going on here in Kansas City, including all of the uh, the Swifties that are out there. Hey, you want a pizza for your Super Bowl uh, party? You can win one right now. Be caller 15 at 913 913- Five eight six seven six ten nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Be caller number fifteen right now, and you will win a large specialty pizza from our friends over at the other place. And I bring up Taylor Swift because she's actually very important to the success of the Chiefs on Sunday. Jay, I don't know if you've seen these numbers or not, but when Taylor Swift is around, the Chiefs average twenty three point eight three points per game. In the games where Taylor Swift hasn't been spotted at, the team is averaging 19.38 points per game. So about four points per game less when Taylor Swift is not at the game. And it's a good thing she'll be at the game. The Chiefs also concede fewer points when Taylor Swift's around, averaging 16.42 points per game when she's in attendance and 17.25 per game when she's not in attendance. And so you can say CBS loves Taylor Swift being there. The NFL loves Taylor Swift being there. Clearly the 53 man roster of this football team, Jay loves Taylor Swift being there. And it's important when she's there, they all play better when the superstars in the house, huh? Yeah, they do. It's I'm superstitious though. So I buy into things like I do Madden curse. Yeah, Uh, I, I shouldn't. This old sports illustrated one back in the day. You know, I believe in the, the superstitions when it comes to sports, and uh, I shouldn't. I know they don't exist. I don't talk right. about no hitters in the eighth or ninth inning. There's yeah. certain things I do. But you can't jinx things. No, but, the, but yeah, I mean, I, I would go with this and roll with it. Like, you know, why not? Even though I will stand on this, that Kelsey was a Hall of Famer before he even met her. No question. Before he met her. So yeah. He was just fine before he met her. Yeah, but now he's taking his, uh, his whole image up to the next level. Some more Taylor Swift stuff that I thought was funny, and this comes from uh, the, uh, the folks over at Bovada. The percentage of Instagram and Facebook followers that also follow, follow Taylor Swift. Guess what fan base has the largest Instagram Facebook following for Taylor Swift in the NFL. Just guess what fan base. Chiefs. Oh, God, yes. 39.55% of Chiefs fans also follow Taylor Swift on Instagram and Facebook. Do you know what the number two team is? Hmm. Well, I've seen it. So. Oh, okay. All <laughs> right. Got right you. All right. Yeah. I wouldn't have said this team. You would not have said it. Well, no. Maybe because where she's from. Right. I would have said Philadelphia. Philadelphia. And it is. It's the Eagles. But only 22.36% of Eagle fans follow Taylor Swift. So when people say and ask, has Kansas City adopted Taylor Swift as their own? We've more than adopted Taylor Swift as our own. We've embraced her. She's now a Kansas City, and she's part of our community. And just like anybody else that does great things, we embrace the heck out of that person. And we're doing that with Taylor Swift as well. So Chiefs fans are all in. Kansas City's all in. This is a bleep ton of fun. Last night was not a bleep ton of fun for Chiefs fans, I don't think, or the Chiefs in particular. They did these lame NFL awards. And if you're going to pass out NFL awards and have nobody from the Chiefs nominated, are they really NFL awards? Well, and, and that's the question. I think it was the 13th year. They used to do these uh, the night before the Super Bowl. The NFL awards. Mm-hmm. And typically, there's like uh, 
I think last year when Mahomes won the MVP, I thought I think it was a video presentation, like he accepted his award. Now Christian McCaffrey was actually there. Obviously, they, they, they can get there; they can take the night off or whatever, and he went to accept the Offensive Player of the Year. Right. But you're sitting there, and for all those people that say the Chiefs won everything, mm-hmm. there's a team in the Super Bowl, a team that's gone to six straight AFC title games, a team that's been in the four last five Super Bowls, and nobody, you know, to Johnny Gums, not on our team, right. They literally weren't offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year, uh, uh, the assistant coach of the year, the coach of the year, nothing. How? how? Moment of the year, nothing was Kansas City Chiefs oriented. And this team has been to four of the last five Super Bowls, which brings the question, what do you really want in sport? Do you want to win? In championships, the ultimate goal of team sport? The Niners. Mm -hmm. Clearly, Kyle Shanahan was on the coach of the year list, which is funny because they always say, we have to suck the year before to be in consideration for coach of the year. They were nine to one, right, to win the Super Bowl. They were third knots. Chiefs were six to one before the season started. They were tied with the Bills. McDermott was on that list too. Mm-hmm. So they were good teams. It's not like they sucked last year. They were good teams that had expectations this year. Andy Reid's not even on what the top eight for Coach of the Year. Knew that wasn't going to happen because he wasn't a finalist, right? And but the the assistant coach of the year. How do you give out an assistant coach of the year award and not even consider Steve Spagnuolo? That's the whole thing about that drives me nuts because we've been on this this kick, and I do believe that Steve Spagnuolo is the best assistant in the NFL. Listen, I think he's the best defensive it, coordinator in the history of the NFL, and that is, is counting Bill Belichick. He is, but you're talking about guys. Name me another NFL team where the players wear shirts with their defensive coordinator's name in trust. Only one. He took this defense last year, and people said they can't get to the quarterback. They finished second in the NFL in sacks. This year, they finished second in the NFL in sacks. They finished statistically higher than the Baltimore Ravens in total defense. They were number two. Who got assistant coach of the year? uh, The assistant coach of the year was Jim Schwartz in Cleveland. The guy that had 45 points put on his defense against Houston in the first round of the playoffs. They got, yeah, they got roughed up pretty good in the postseason. I know these are regular season awards, but it's regular season awards. I, which, which I think you should wait till the end. I mean, you might as well give the ability to do it. It's online voting and everything else. You should always wait till the end. That's what drove me nuts about. But then they couldn't baseball. have this big celebration, no, they, you know, they, for they, the Super Bowl. But Mike McDonald was second in Baltimore. Ben Johnson, Detroit was third. Bobby Slowick in Houston, fourth. Todd Munkin, Baltimore, fifth. So it's two of the five the Chiefs dispatched right away right. last week. John Harbaugh was up for coach of the year. So that's three coaches of the year candidates, the Chiefs, basically both assistants. But the thing is, all these assistants are watching the Super Bowl on Sunday, but spat. Right. And he's in it. Mm-hmm. And what he's done for this team to be number two in the NFL in scoring defense. I told you the Ravens did something historical this year. Mm-hmm. They had a trifecta. Only team since the merger to lead the NFL in sacks, takeaways, and points per game. The Chiefs were second in two of those three categories. Meaning, since the merger, they were second in two of those three categories. They had a higher total defense than the Ravens. They had a better pass defense than the Ravens. But yet, they have a better points per game against than the Niners. It's close, but they're still better. Yeah. But Spagnolo took this defense. This team would not be in the Super Bowl without this defense. Mm-hmm. This offense was not good enough this year to be in this game. They needed this defense to play like they did, make all those stops they did. When the offense slowed down, which it did at times, I mean, they scored 17 points in Baltimore and they yeah. stalled out. But the defense kept the highest, the second highest scoring team in the NFL to 10 points. Steve Spagnola, not even on the list. How can he not even be on the list for AP assistant coach? You know, if it's just regular season award, okay. Why isn't he still on there? Should be on there. If it's yeah. a regular season award, he should be on there, but it drives me nuts. And then Kevin Stefanski wins coach of the year, which is a joke. He's now won two, two times. Andy Reid has won once. 2003. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid has as many Super Bowl titles as Stefanski has coach of yep. the year. He, Andy Reid is fourth all-time in coaching victories. Fourth. He's number two all-time in postseason wins. Only Bill Belichick sits above Andy Reid. He's got 31 postseason wins. Yeah, Andy, 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 Andy may do that next year. Andy's got 25 already. Wins the Super Bowl. He's at 26. Yeah. He could have the record. How does that guy being historically one of the top Top three coaches in your profession not even get a sniff at coach of the year. I mean, he wouldn't even close. He wouldn't even find not even close. Stupid. Not even receiving a vote. Yeah. McDermott at least finished with a, a, a third place vote. But none of these guys did the AP. Who's voting for Sean McDermott as coach of the year after he's using 9-11 analogies, too? That guy's a loser. No, he's, and D'Amico Ryan's finishes uh, D'Amico second. D'Amico Ryan could, could have been coach of the year. He's he, my he guy. Been, I he love should, him. Well, yeah, he obviously 
could easily have been coach of the year, but then Dan Campbell, Kyle Shanahan, John Harbaugh, Sean McVay, Tomlin, Shane Steichen, LaFleur, Bowles, McDaniel, McDermott, all ahead of Andy Reid. Right. And if you're going to tell me nationally, because these voters, I want to know, all these voters at midpoint in the season, how good do you think the Chiefs were? Did you think the Chiefs would be in the Super Bowl? That's right. the question these voters should ask themselves. Yeah. They didn't. They thought the Chiefs weren't going to be in the Super Bowl. They they all did. But yet, so they were bad. The Chiefs weren't playing up to their expectations. They exceeded them by making the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I want to know from these voters, like McDermott, McDaniel, all these guys, what did you think about the Chiefs midseason? You didn't like them. Mm-hmm. You didn't think they were going to make it to this point. That's your coach. And, and Andy's just never going to get that kind of award. He's never going to get that notoriety. He's never going to get that love as coach of the year. But he'll continue to just to stack He's the Lombardi trophies. 11. It's stupid. It's a dumb award. It absolutely it is, is ridiculous. It absolutely is stupid that Andy Reid is never mentioned as coach of the year because he's the best that has ever lived. Coming up here on 610 Sports Radio, a little glimpse into the future of Chris Jones from Tyreek Hill next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.